in the footsteps of Jesus from down under. This is Nick Kurita, your host. Welcome to the program. I'm very happy to be with you today and also very happy to say welcome to my guest today. Glenn Townend. Glenn, I'm so happy to have you with us. And thank you very much for taking a bit of time from your busy schedule to be able to share with us your walk with Jesus. But just before that, I would like to tell our listeners that uh, you are the president of South Pacific Division of Seventh-day Adventist Church. What that role involves? Um, basically, uh, Nick, and thank you for inviting me on the, the program. Happy to, to talk with you and uh, our listeners. Um, South Pacific Division is uh, 17 countries uh, from Australia right through to Pitcairn, Kiribati in the north, um, New Zealand in the south and everything in between. And it's overseeing uh, the work that God does through the Seventh-day Adventist Church in that territory. That's wonderful, which means uh, you are uh, travelling quite a bit. Yes, and uh, that's why I'm here in Adelaide. I'm always happy to come. I was born in South Australia in Port Pirie. But, yeah, I visit all of... Well, I haven't visited all of those countries. Some of them are very small and difficult to get to. But certainly Fiji, Papua New Guinea, New Zealand, Australia, um, I visit a lot. Have you been to Kiribati or not oh, yet? I have been to Kiribati, yes. It's a nice place. I've been there myself and I enjoy it. Uh, Pastor Glenn, uh, you are the third generation of pastors. True, yes. So, Does that help to be involved with this ministry? Look, um, I don't know whether it does or doesn't because that's all, you know, that is my background and uh, I appreciate it and accept it to have um, godly grandfather and father who were involved in ministry. Um, yeah, that, that I just see it as a blessing. It's who I am, it's my background. Yeah, appreciate it. Very good. And just before we get into your story, to know and to learn what your walk with Jesus, can you tell us a bit of your background, family and... Okay, yeah, well, I um, was uh, the eldest in my family. I have a brother who uh, is also a pastor, um, although... I worked in the building industry a little. He worked in real estate and the horse industry a lot longer than I did. Um, and then I have a sister who's also involved in Christian ministry. Um, and we're all married. We've all got children. I have uh, a great wife, three kids, all adults. None of them live at home. Uh, the youngest lives in uh, Adelaide. He's a chaplain at uh, Prescott Southern School. Um, Megan just got married. And she's the, the next eldest and she uh, works for Open Heart International and ADRA, which is taking hospital uh, personnel to third world countries and training and teaching um, in, in the hospitals um, in other countries. Um, based at Sydney Adventist Hospital. And then the eldest is a mum now, but she was a teacher and chaplain. Um, but she's got twin 
twin boys, her and her husband. That's great. Um, as we mentioned earlier, because you were born in the church, you may think that oh, you haven't got a point in time when you really met Jesus. But in my personal view, I believe each one of us, we have that encounter sure. with Jesus. I mean, mm-hmm. And that uh, comprehends like uh, who we were before we met Jesus, how did we met Jesus and who we became. Sure. Would sure. you like to, to share with us your story? Yeah, look, I, I, the first time that I really understood Jesus when I was about six years of age, I just started school. I was a very energetic young um, boy and got up to a fair bit of mischief um, just because of energy. But I, I did do some things that I knew were, were, was wrong. And, and once I, I was caught by my parents, kind of like red-handed, if you like, and, yeah, I was um, reprimanded and, and punished and for the first time, I kind of sensed, yeah, I'm guilty. I, I, I can't get out of that. And what uh, we lived next to the church. It was in Canberra. And um, I remember going to church on, on the Sabbath. And uh, after services and everything finished, we were at home. And my parents had invited some other people. And they had an older teenage boy. And I was being a young, you know, rat bag racing here, there, and, you know, just being who, who I was. And he said, hey, go and get your favourite storybook and I'll read it to you, you know, to help quieten me down. And I, I didn't pick any particular one. I just grabbed a storybook and um, sat down. And it happened to be the story of Jesus and his his death and you know the process to him dying and why he died and as he was reading the story to me it got to me i was a sinner i was guilty i'd been caught you know by my parents earlier in in the week and that jesus had died and paid the penalty, the ultimate penalty for what I had had done. And I got up from the story and I went to my room and I just just cried. Now lunch was on and mum came and said, oh, you know, you love food, you know, normal, come and eat. But it took me a while because that's when Jesus first got through to me. That's wonderful. And an early age to be able to listen and to be influenced by those thoughts. Uh, From there, you obviously went to school and uh, life was taking on, you know, Mm -hmm. through the teenage time, you know. Uh, Did that affect you? Sure. Uh, Look, again, uh, as a a teenager, I lived in uh, Papua New Guinea and my dad was involved in ministry. And, yeah, I was active, full of life you know, playing all kinds of sports, uh, cricket, soccer, squash, rugby, um, and, yeah, doing school and that. And I remember once uh, we went up on on a trip by car to a 
uh, I was at an international school and this was a, a local school and my dad was doing some meetings for the, the students and staff. And, um, yeah, we were there just sitting in the, the audience and um, my dad made a call and, you know, I'm kind of going, yeah, it's good that uh, the students and staff respond to Jesus um, and some of them did. But it was through my earthly father that I heard my heavenly father speak. And I'm going, no, I'll be the only white person up there. You know, no, no, no. Like, But anyway, I just couldn't. And I just said, yep, I want to respond to, to Jesus. And um, so I, I went to the front and from then on, yeah, was involved in a little bit of discipleship with uh, Bible studies by my dad and uh, by a couple of other people, a young person and uh, another pastor. Yeah. It's so nice to have in your family people who are following in the footsteps of Jesus. Sure. But there are so many people who don't have any idea about God, mm-hmm. about Jesus. Now, I was impressed with one of your stories because uh, we know you, being a pastor, you had opportunities to preach to others, to teach other people. But I've been moved by some of your experiences when you were walking along some dusty roads. Oh, okay, sure. And you met God. Mm. Can you share with us sure. that story? Sure. For, for me, I, um, I walk every morning, I pray every morning, I read scripture uh, that keeps me connected. And it's like, you know, having a meal. You don't remember every meal, but you appreciate, you know, the, the connection and the food. Um, and, and yeah, it was one, one morning I was up in uh, Karatha, Western Australia, had been doing ministry there. And um, as I was walking and praying, I, I said to myself and to God, hey, you know, what I'm saying is pretty much the same what I said yesterday and the day before and the day before that. And I said, God, you must get bored with what I say sometimes. And so I said, I'm, I'm going to change my prayer today and I'm just going to praise you. And so by this time I was outside of Karatha and around Karatha there's a lot of um, dusty, red, sandy tracks. And so I just headed off down one of them, kicking the, the sand and waving to all my friends. Um, Karatha, very hot place. It was probably 7 in the morning. It was probably 30, 35 degrees already. And I just started singing because there was nobody around. And just old hymns that I'd learnt, some new songs, different songs I'd learnt in different churches and situations. And I just was praising God and, and thanking him for, for life and, you know, who I was. And I, as I was doing that, I said to God, you know, it would be great if you spoke back at some stage. Wow. Yeah. And, and so I was singing along and I was halfway through a, a, a song and it was like a lightning bolt but there was nothing that I saw, there was nothing that I heard but I stopped in my tracks in the red sand because a, a thought just kind of just 
out of the blue, you know, because I'm, I'm thinking about the song that I'm, I'm, I'm singing and I'm not a good singer. And that's why I was doing it when no one was around. But the thought just banged into my head. And it was a Bible text. And I, I as I said, I read the Bible, um, yeah, every day. But it was from a part of the Bible I hadn't read for a while. And I went through the text because I'd learnt it in the past and I'm, I'm meditating and reflecting on it and I go, oh, wow. God, you know what's happening in my life right now and this is you speaking to me and encouraging me and giving me a lift. And so once I'd sorted that out, I started walking again and praising God. And the praise was a little bit more animated um, because God had connected with a, a, a Bible text. And as I was walking and, and praising um, and singing, and again, no one else around but waving to my annoying friends, um, it happened again. Another song, middle of a verse, bang, thought strong in my head and again from a part of scripture I hadn't read for a while and it followed the same theme as the previous text and just melted my heart and said it it made me say hey God you really are understanding me you are ministering to me I appreciate being able to praise your name but thank you for responding and lifting me up. And, you know, it was kind of the tears started to flow and my praise was, was animated but then silent as I realised that this amazing, holy, um, loving God was connecting with me in a special way. Wow, that's so amazing, which shows us that we can grow, we can experience a closer relationship with God every day mm. is not once for all. Mm. We have to do that, to challenge God, yeah. to ask God, to mm. lead us, to answer to us every day. And as you mentioned, you may not have a great voice to sing, but God has a wonderful ear to tune with each one of us. Is that Very amazing? True. I hope that uh, that story which you just shared with us will touch some of our listeners mm. because uh, too many times we are going into um, this life just on a routinely basis and we just uh, keep going and we don't have a meaning. We don't find that uh, closer relationship with God. But we don't need to do anything else but just to come before God and ask God to lead us. And that's what I enjoy about your story. Mm. Just before we closing on our segment, would you like to share with our listeners some of your thoughts? How can they develop a closer relationship with God walking in the footsteps of Jesus? Yeah. Look, God um, is a God that understands all of us, and we're all unique. Um, and so for me, I just ask God every so um, so often, I say, you know, just show me yourself again in a, in a, in a different way. Um, 
that experience that I had at Karatha, I've had other experiences like that. Um, but it doesn't happen every day. Um, and so every day I, I do pray, every day I do give thanks and, and read and reflect on, on, on scripture and involved in life and, and ministry. And I encourage people to do that. But, yeah, ask him um, to reveal himself in a special way at some stage. And, you know, I'm discovering as I share these kind of stories, people are saying, yes, every so often I have a special experience too. And I would encourage you to to ask for those uh, special experiences because uh, at times God's willing to give them for our growth and benefit. That's great. And the most powerful uh, tool in our hands is our own experience with God. And when we come to know God, then we are able to help others. And that's so much need uh, in the community to help, to guide, to direct people to know God more and more. Pastor Glenn, thank you very much for uh, being with us today. And uh, I wish you... God's blessings as you minister to many people traveling around in the South Pacific. And uh, I hope that we'll have you back again when you come in Adelaide. This uh, is your hometown somehow. Mm-hmm. And um, very happy to have uh, you with us today. Uh, thank you to our uh, listeners and viewers. And uh, I'll encourage each one of you to consider today that's your time to give your life to God and walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Until next time, Nick Creta wish you all the best, God's blessings.
as I am, my sin and shame, I lay it down. All can be found. Just are your ways. You've forgiven me. My life is yours forevermore. You are holy. You are worthy. You are
to know He'd rather die than let them go Cause God loves people more than anything God loves the weary When they're too weak to try He feels their pain He knows their shame He cries with those who cry Give up or walk away when other people do. Cause God loves people more than anything. God loves people more than anything. Oh.